welcome to the Conscious Leadership Podcast. In this podcast, we discuss the how-to of creating conscious leadership for business, life and the world. With ordinary people doing extraordinary things and being truly in control of their own health, wealth and happiness. Knowledge plus action with a plan creates magical results. Introducing your host, Julie Hogbin, author, international speaker, mentor, disruptor and creator of Conscious Leadership and property investor living in the UK. Good morning, everybody. Julie Hogbin here on recording an episode of the Conscious Leadership podcast. And as you can see, for those of you that are on the live, I'm in a recording studio, so I'm soundproofed. Uh, and I will apologise in advance for all of you listeners, uh, the state of my voice today. I've got a cold and I've got a bit of a cough. So if I sound a bit funny, please bear with me. I'm determined to do a recording today because it is mum's 93rd birthday. And unfortunately, she's not with us um, physically anymore, but she's still with us in spirit. And I wanted to tell you a story of something that happened yesterday and something that's carried on happening today. Um, So I, I don't know what you believe. And we all have our beliefs. And the first time that somebody said to me, what do you believe in? What are your beliefs? What is your belief system? My response, and I will remember it to the day I die, was beliefs. I don't have any beliefs. I was obviously a lot younger and a lot less educated on how we operate as the humans that we are at that point. And um, since then, I have done a lot of learning. I've done a lot of research. I've done a lot of self-awareness training. I have done a lot of personal discovery. And of course, we've got beliefs and it's our beliefs that drive our system. So uh, the title of this is a story of mum and beliefs and words and flowers and wealth. So I just want to say that my mum was a very wealthy woman. And I'm also going to say that I don't mean wealth in the manner of wealth that most people would associate into it, which is money. So me being me, as I always do, I looked up into the dictionaries the meaning of wealth. and I'm just going to read it to you at the moment or one of the definitions of wealth, which is a plentiful supply of a particularly desirable thing. So what was mum's desirable thing that she had? She had an absolute dedication and belief system that she could achieve what she wanted to achieve. My mother was always goal-driven. She always had a goal, whether it was to finish a jumper, plant the garden, uh, you know, phone her friends, phone her family. Mum was goal-driven all of the time. And I didn't really appreciate it while I was growing up. But living with her for the last two years, I saw it all the time. You know, her overarching goal, her biggest goal, was to be the longest surviving member of her family. And she achieved it. And it got to the point where, you know, she was 92, she'd achieved the goal of being the longest living member of her family. And I was trying to find her another goal that she could buy into to, you know, continue Unfortunately, we didn't we didn't get that far, and and she um, died last July. This is March fourteen, 
2019. So it would have been her 93rd birthday. So yesterday, this is belief systems and, you know, and I say whether you believe or you don't. I believe mum is still with me. I believe mum is still a presence somewhere. So yesterday I went out. I had to... um, I had to post a parcel at the post office. So I go to the post office. Uh, They never normally shut for lunch. It's a local village post office. They're always open. They never shut for lunch. I go there yesterday, half past 12, and it's shut. Opening at one. It's not worth me going home, so what do I do? Do I sit in my car for half an hour, or do I go into the local co-op? So I go into the local co-op and I, because I decided I wanted to buy some daffodils to put in a vase in the living room where mum used to sit for today for her birthday. So I go into the um, local co-op and what's the first thing I see is primulas that haven't been watered, which was one of mum's absolute hates on how people didn't look after plants. Um, hadn't been watered. There were four pots in a in three of those things they put them in with the little um, handle things on they were reduced to 63p so what do I do I buy them and the daffodils pay for them come out of the shop smiling to myself because I wouldn't normally be at the co-op I wouldn't normally be in that village um, you know what are the chances of going there and finding primulas that mum would have been buying at this time of year to put into the garden and finding them in the shop anyway so I bought them deadheaded them I've watered them this morning they look spectacular so I've now got to put in 12 primulas into the garden um so there's some that's a flower story now was I going to do that yesterday was that my intention no but had mum have been with me that's probably what we would have ended up doing so um a plentiful supply of a particularly desirable thing so my thought process to you is, what, are we, what do you desire? What is it you want that will bring wealth to your life? Wealth doesn't have to be money. Um, and for, for a lot of us, it's actually not our driver. So on this podcast, there are some previous episodes on motivation. So I'll just remind you, motivation, an unconscious or conscious driving force that arouses and directs actions toward the achievement of something of something, a desire that we want. So, you know, what is your motivation? So what is what is the wealth you're looking for? Is it health? Is it finance? Is it, um, you know, is it, what is it? Is it friendships? Is it a partnership? Is it a relationship? Is it a new business idea? So what's the abundance of the thing that you want? Now, unless you know what you want, how likely are you to actually achieve it? Are you not? So really think about, you know, what's your desire? What do you want an abundance of? And then go out and do something to achieve it. Now, the other thing I thought of this morning, my my brain is random, and especially when I've got a cold, I flip from one thing to another. But the other thing I thought of this morning, and I've had to chuckle to myself, um, I'm I'm in Peterborough doing this recording, so I've driven up from Kent. And um, how we speak to ourselves and how we speak to others gives us our results basically so how we think and feel affects how we behave how we behave affects how others think and feel how others think and feel affects how they behave which affects how we think and feel so it is a 
cycle and a spiral that will either go up and become positive or go down and degenerate. So it got me thinking about communication. It got me thinking about words. It got me thinking about the internal communication to ourselves as well as the external communication to others. And when we communicate, you need a flow chart. You need a, a pen and a paper for this, everybody. So when we communicate, all of our communication internally and externally comes from an idea. So we have to have the idea to have the thought that leads us to the thing. So once you've had the idea, you send it somewhere. And this is really vitally important. We send it to ourselves internally by what we think and also by what we say. So the physical attribute, we hear it, so it goes back in. So we send it. Now we can send it in two ways. We can send it by a sign or we can send it as in spoken, so the words. So for those of you that are into... um communication in any guise. There's a piece of work done by a guy called Morabian. I'm desperately trying to get his book, but it's out of publicity. Uh, it's out of publication now. Um, and Morabian did a piece of work about how we communicate to the world and how our emotions are interacted with. It's very often misquoted, but the basic core of it is, is that um, 55% of our message is received through a sign. So no words, no sound, no vocalisation. It's our body language. Now, there's a lot to deal with emotions on this, and this is where it's very often misquoted. But 55%, um, we can read what somebody's meaning or saying or what's going on for them through their body language. Uh, 38% is through what we sound like, so the emotional contagion of our voice, whether we sound happy, whether we're smiling, whether we're miserable, whether we're down. And of those emotions, the two that were most easily recognised were joy and fear. So they're the two that people most clearly hear in people's voices. And then the last 7%, for those of you that have been um, mathematicians out there, are through the actual words we use. Now, as I very often said when I am using this piece of research for a training session around communication, around being um, transparent, about being honest, about managing transparently, about giving feedback, constructive and praise, is it doesn't, those 7%, although it's the smallest percentage, those words cannot be rubbish we have to use those words appropriately to get our message across. I'll do more on this on future um, episodes of this podcast. So thinking about a message comes from an, from an idea. We send it, we sign it, whether we want to or not. Even if we're sitting there saying nothing, doing nothing, we are delivering a message to the people that are viewing us. So for those of you that are People watchers, you know exactly what it is I'm talking about. So we sign it, and whether we speak it or not, that's a whole other thing. Now, this is what has amused me this morning. A piece of information I've received over the last few years linked into how we communicate is that our brain doesn't pick up the word or interpret the word don't. So when we say, I don't want to be, or we tell somebody, don't do that, Basically, the brain disconnects from the word don't 
And what it hears is, I want to do and do that. And this is a really simple example. So for you of those of you out there that are parents, when you're saying to your child, don't do, you're actually telling them to do. So think about how you can rephrase the words. Think about how you can rephrase the sentence. Now, thinking of mum this morning, mum very often used to say to me and to her in a private conversation, and I'm not telling you what she used to say, but she used to say, I don't want to be blah, blah, blah as an old lady. And she said it for years, years and years and years. And um, she was saying it in a positive sense. But of course, when you're talking to your unconscious, it's not hearing the word don't. So basically what she was telling herself was that she wanted to be this thing. And on occasion, she turned into this thing that she really didn't want to be. Now, coming up here this morning, thinking about mum, celebrating her birthday, mourning her still, but celebrating her birthday um, and keeping myself busy. Um, I have said to myself (laughs) for years and years and years, and I'm sitting down and obviously I'm on a podcast so you can't see me, um, I'm five foot ten. So when I was growing up, I decided that Being tall, which I didn't used to like, I've grown into really appreciating my height, that I didn't want to be an Amazon. Now, an Amazonian woman to me is a tall woman and a big woman. I didn't want to be, I don't want to be, I'm going to say it for the last time, I don't want to be an Amazonian woman. I don't want to be tall and big. There is something in that for me that doesn't sit comfortably. But coming up here this morning, of course, I'm 60 now. I've been telling myself for probably, I don't know, a very, very long time, maybe maybe four decades, that I don't want to be an Amazonian woman. Now, what I've realised is, and this is what's come to me this morning, and I'm smiling as I'm thinking about it, I've put on a lot of weight in the last while and I'm overweight for my height. If you look at all the statistics, this isn't a personal thing. I'm apart from the fact I don't want to be an Amazonian woman. um, I have put on a lot of weight. So if you do my BMI, you do my body fat, you do my um, everything else, all those tests that you do, I am carrying too much weight for my height. Now, Two things are happening with that. A, it's not healthy for my internal organs, for my being, for my joints, the amount of additional pressure that I am putting on my joints because of carrying the additional weight. It's not healthy. And I want to be healthy because I want to live long. I want to be mobile. I want to be active. I want all these other things. So, um, but what I've been saying is I don't want to be. So, of course, I've had the idea, I've sent it, I've spoken it internally, I've signed it to other people as well. But, of course, what's happened is that my subconscious has received, I want to be. So I am now, and, of course, my subconscious has heard it. 
My whole being has heard it. And of course, what's it's done? It's understood it. And this is the communication process to write this down. It's agreed to it, even though I'm saying I don't want it. It's agreed to it. And what else has it done? It's acted on it. So I'm now changing my language because I want to be slim. I want to be healthy. I want to take the pressure off my joints and I want my stop, my feet to stop hurting. So I've said to my subconscious um, or I've asked my subconscious, my my being, my belief system, if it will help me um, reduce my weight, shift some weight to A, ease the pain because the bottom of my feet now ache when I stand on them for a long time and it's because of all the additional pressure that's going down my body. I asked my um, unconscious if it would help me shift some weight. Um, I also asked my unconscious if it would help me look after myself a bit better. I'm starting this new year in a very different place, in a very different guise. I've released the pressure off me in various guises um, and I want to be more positive as I go through the year about looking after myself. So, of course, what's my unconscious done? I wasn't specific in what I asked it to do. So what has it done? (laughs) And I'm thanking it as I'm chuckling to myself. It has um, given me a cold because I am very rarely ill, very, very rarely ill. It's given me a cold which has suppressed my appetite, which is meaning that I am eating less, which means that I have shifted some weight this week because I'm eating less. (laughs) But of course what I've got is a cold. So what's my message today? Be really careful about what you ask for and who you ask it of because not only is the other person hearing what you're saying, so is your subconscious. And of course, what it wants to do is help us be the best version. It it wants to give us what we're asking for. So please be very careful with your language. This is a message for you and your subconscious on my mum's birthday, and my mum was a goal-driven woman, extremely motivated to achieve and to do and to give people what they wanted. So a present from me to you and from mum to you on her birthday. Please do not use the word don't when you say I don't want to be. Rephrase your language to be I want, I need, I desire, I have, I am. You can take this to all sorts of degrees. Uh, Take it to the level that you're comfortable with. Because if I sat here and said, I am a certain weight, my unconscious will believe it. If I say, I am fit and healthy, my subconscious will believe it. So think about the extreme that you want to take your desires to, your wishes to, because your subconscious will hear them and will help them achieve it. Now, I'm smiling as I'm saying this because some of you are going, this woman is off her trolley. But please believe me, it works. So um, I'm going to end this uh, recording for my podcast. If anybody wants to ask me any questions on this, please do. I am very, I am more, I would be more than delighted to help you. Our language is so important. It's so important to our results for ourselves, 
and so important for the results that we gain with others. So please ask me any questions you want. I'm going to sign off for this version, this yeah podcast series live and um, say have a fabulous day. Go out there, take action, do something that gets you further towards your dream, your vision and where you want to be because you can do it. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Conscious Leadership Podcast. You can contact Julie on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest and hear me out. Please subscribe to her YouTube channel for how-to videos and more content. And please message Julie to have your questions answered. Until next time, remember, knowledge plus action with a plan creates magical results. See it, say it, write it, believe it and achieve it.